0: Good evening, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Totally Uncalled For. I'm your boy, Jack, and I got my co-host, Dinger, with me, as always, and we got a very special guest in the house tonight. Dinger, tell everyone who's with us tonight. In
1: tonight with us is the second half of Saved by the Odell, the other half of the back-to-back champion of the our fantasy football league, <laughs> This man needs no introduction, but I'm gonna give it to him anyway. The one, the only, the Maximus Prime.
0: Everybody claps,
1: everybody claps. Thank Word. you. Thank other you. Way, other way, other way guys doing. Other words, known as Max.
2: Welcome, we Max.
0: Welcome, brother. How are you doing tonight?
2: I'm doing well. Thank you for having me, guys. It's a pleasure. Of course. Thank That's you for that. carving out some time in your
0: schedule from us.
2: Yeah, uh, about time. Just Boys, left the hospital. I'm glad I could finally make it on the show.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Well, we got Max on the show tonight for a very special reason. He is an expertise in the medical field. After uh, a lot of years working in the field with, under his dad, a doctor, everything, we got him tonight to talk about a few injuries. But first, the biggest drama in all of sports this week, of course, is Kareem Hunt. This man went on an absolute rampage, and Dinger,
1: I know you have some special thoughts yes, on yes. this. So why don't you tell us what you think? Yes, Come yes, on. yes. All right. So, so we already know we are an anti-rape podcast, a pro-vaginal rejuvenation podcast, and we are also an anti-women-beating podcast. Sure. Just, just, just to make all that all clear. All right. So, when I originally watched the video, I, I was like, "All right, like." He did not brutalize her and he did not kick the shit out of her. I mean, yeah, he, he kicked her when she was down, but honestly, the overall, what happened in the video is nothing compared to what happened with Ray Rice, who literally knocked his wife the fuck out. And then same thing with, uh, the Bengals running back who Joe Mixon, who did pretty much the same thing. Um, and in terms of that, I I think it wasn't bad, but anytime you get a video released, it's not going to work out good for you. And, I sort of at a little bit like I I d- agree with what the Chiefs did completely. Like, there's no place for this for players. Like, there's no place for this behavior. Period. But the video wasn't that bad, and I started to feel bad. And then, then more news started coming out in January. Th- this took place in February. In January, there was another altercation of him at a bar where he act or club where he actually got arrested. And then another incident in June where. Some uh, He allegedly got in another fight. So I think this guy has some serious anger issues on his hand, and I think he needs to find some help. But at the same time, you never, under any circumstance, beat a fucking girl or really even lay your hands on them unless they have, like, a knife or you got, like, a crate, like, Ronda Rousey coming at you who can more than defend herself. It's It's just a very sticky situation. And, I mean, it... I've been in a situation where I've had a, a girl attack me before, and I was able to restrain myself. And you had multiple people trying to hold you back. And this girl had barely even touched you, and you're going to go out and just do crazy shit. And you have so much to look forward to. You're a star running back on one of the biggest up-and-coming teams in the NFL, and you just threw it all the way. And you're going to be lucky if you get another shot in the NFL Yeah, again.
0: It's, it's terrible. It's very disappointing. And um, with a young running back with so much promise on one of the best offensive NFL teams, it's just very disappointing. Max, I know you've uh, had your fair share of fights and altercations in the past. What What are your thoughts on his attitude and kind of how he looked in that video? He looked kind of, like, insane almost. What do you think? So,
2: so, honestly, I mean, basically exactly what Dinger said. I mean, to touch a woman is just completely uncalled for. Unless, like he said, there's
1: totally uncalled, totally
2: uncalled for. for he looked pretty furious right there. I don't know what was all behind there, what we missed in the backstages of it, but he looked pretty furious on there and out like out for blood. He did mm-hmm. not look like he did not yeah. look like he was going away. It it took what, multiple grown men to hold him back from a yeah. woman. So yeah. I, mean, right. I, I can't really agree with that in any way. I mean mm-hmm. That's yeah. what I mean. That's what I think is really going to do him in is how just how out
0: of control he was, and how it really took, like you said, a few grown men. And there was even a girl that I guess was like uh, not with the girls that were at the party or whatever um, that was still trying to hold him back as well. Right? I, honestly, like I, I'm going to put this one on his
1: homeboys. I, um, Seriously, yeah, he yes. has a history of violence. Listen and his homeboys are trying. It's an NFL I player. I agree. What I, do you expect? Listen, I
0: agree. Sometimes there's nothing you can do to stop someone when they're angry. Dinger, you know from some of my anger outbursts in the past.
1: It's just so, Yeah, I, I'm one of the so, few that can put you exactly. down. <laughs> I'm lucky
0: that I had a friend like you, and I'm sure that Kareem Hunt is probably wishing that his friends did more to stop him. I mean, granted, yes, he's an NFL player. He's a 200-pound whatever, a lot of strength. He practically threw one of his friends into the girl and knocked her into the wall like exactly. ten feet. So, but I think there definitely should have been more more done to stop this from happening in the first place. Something that I've learned is that you're really only as good as the people that you surround yourself with. And the fact that he's putting himself in in the, himself in these uh, situations time and time again, once in January, this event in February, and then again later in the year, it just shows that he's in the wrong crowd and it's really uh, impacting his career. Yeah. He had a chance to really be a multi, multi, multi millionaire and have a great illustrious career, probably get a ring eventually with the way that the chiefs have been playing. And he literally just threw it all down the drain. It's so upsetting. It it really yeah. is. And, um, it's some it's crazy. Like these football players, they get these crazy, uh, big contracts. They're always in the news. Uh, they're always on social media. You think that they have it all, but
1: they always find a way to throw it away.
0: Uh, another example with my team. Just came out the other day in the news. Brandon Brown. Wait, What's Jack, up, man?
1: I, I sort of want to touch on something about the whole Kareem Hunt thing. Oh, yeah? I have more, more to say? Let me I hear know, yeah, so, um, I know Max had touched on about uh, saying he doesn't know what set him off. Apparently, I heard from Kareem's camp that the N-word was used. And While I know nothing about the backstory of that word and everything like that it i feel like that doesn't give you an excuse to ever touch a woman does nothing and that's just me and i i know i'm I'm obviously i'm sorry to get feminist on you but at the same time that girl i mean she she obviously deserves some blame too like why are you going and jawing at a man who's twice your size is already showing you violent tendencies towards you why are you poking the bear i mean i i get it like like you're mad at them, but just walk away. You don't need to hurt yourself. And I mean, she ended up not pressing charges. So maybe what she said was wrong and she doesn't <coughs> want to get that out. Or maybe she was underage drinking and doing drugs at the party and doesn't want those details to surface. But at the same time, like you're, you're a woman, like, like I, I'm not, I'm not with the whole feminist. All men and e- are and women are equal because clearly in this example, they're not. So like, yes, workplace shit, yes equality for that but when it comes to like violence between a man and a woman a man should always be held to a higher standard and be more held responsible for his actions because physiologically men and women are different and men have a lot more strength definitely so yeah i just i just wanted to put that out. i mean there.
0: i i agree with you in a in a sense like the video clearly shows that this girl stuck him in the face and he was clearly like I don't want him to say he was shaken by it, but I definitely think it caught him off guard. Because you see him like wipe his mouth, uh, and like maybe he was maybe he was leaking. Who knows? Maybe she caught him, and that really is what set him off. Probably
1: scratched his fucking face.
0: I mean, Max, you know this. Like, you don't really know what's going to happen until you get hit in the fucking face, right? Like, and then yeah, and then even
2: even then, once you get popped, it still takes a second for you to be like, "Holy shit!" Like, your adrenaline's running, and then maybe he just finally was like i'm not gonna let this bitch hit me which is still not mm-hmm. acceptable but just kind of pop. yeah
0: yeah i mean it, it makes like it makes sense like from kind of the backstory on like what she might have said and then hitting him in the face i get it it takes a lot to restrain yourself when that kind of thing happens
1: it really but does. when it's a woman but...
0: that's the end of the day that's the bottom line period end of story you don't Let it escalate. You have to remove yourself from the situation. And he didn't. And look what happened. It's terrible. Uh, That's all I got on Kareem Hunt. I wanted to talk a little bit about Brandon Brown from my Seahawks team. Um, This man was just sentenced, actually, the other day to eight years in federal prison. (laughs) Eight goddamn years for attempted murder on his ex-girlfriend in front of two children. I'm not exactly sure if I read the story correctly. I do not know if they are his children. But these two kids witnessed this man drag and beat his ex-girlfriend and tried to roll her up in a carpet. Oh my God. He tried rolling her up in a carpet. And, like, th- uh, thankfully, uh, she was able to get away, and she's uh, fine. But that is absolutely insane. He,
2: he, insane. He tried to go full Dexter with it.
0: For real? Yeah. Some serial killer type shit. Like, it was a scene out of Step Brothers, literally rolling this bitch up in a carpet and going to bury her alive or something. Like, what was his plans? If he had gotten, like, gone through with it, like, who knows what could have happened. Like, right, a former Pro Bowl defensive back
1: for the Seattle Seahawks Millionaire, Millionaire. and he's out here. He's out here rolling up his ex girlfriend in a goddamn carpet.
0: It just baffles me what some of these people are willing to throw away. They have everything and more they could want millions of dollars, big house. Everyone loves them and idolizes them as one of the great, like, as a great football player. Uh, They have everything they could possibly want, and they just throw it all away. What is it with these NFL players? Why can't we just get like some behavior out of it? Like, good behavior why why is that too much to ask for the NFL after after a while the like all, all the stars are going to be gone from all these stupid domestic violence uh cases that they can't get themselves out of the way like it's absolutely ridiculous i don't know i i i just think that some of these guys really need to get their heads on straight we're going down a path that the NFL definitely doesn't want to go down from a publicity standpoint the ratings are already bad as it is it's just absolutely ridiculous. No, ratings are up
1: this year. Actually. Really?
0: Well, that's news yeah, to me. From all
1: the offense. Oh, yeah,
0: that's true. People love to watch scoring, and that's been, there's definitely been a, a surplus of that we've this had, year.
1: We've had the we've had the highest Monday night game rated, the highest Monday night rated game, and then the highest Thursday night rated game of all time. Wow. Maybe not the Monday. The Thursday was for sure. I, I it was the highest scoring. Yeah, that and, one. And uh, it, I think, I think it had the best in. It was the best rated game in a certain market or something along the lines of that.
0: Oh, so, no. Well, NFL will be fine either way. I just think these guys need to get their shit together. It's starting to become a little annoying. But enough of that drama. Let, let, let's get into the, uh, the beef of this episode. Let's bring Max in and let's bring him in here what we brought him for. Let's talk about some of the injuries, and more specifically, I want to talk about Markel Foltz's injury because that's been a developing story along the entire last couple years. But uh, Max, can you tell us a little bit more about what's going on there in Philly with
2: this guy? I mean, so like you said, I I really just have to start off with saying nothing about this man's career has made any sense so far. He was a first-round pick. He spent more time in doctor's offices than he has on the court. There's always been something that they're trying to figure out. He was what originally diagnosed with, I think like a muscle imbalance in his shoulder. Um, And that's why he spent a lot of time with doctors. Now he's getting diagnosed with, uh, less, which is thoracic outlet syndrome and he's actually like thoracic outlet syndrome. Sorry. So, I mean, he has not really had the easiest route in the league, especially coming in as a first round pick. Um, it, with that injury, it, there's a lot that, like, it, could you say that that's directly causing the Hitch and Fultz shot all on its own? Who knows? I mean, he could be blowing smoke. He's been in doctor's offices throughout the throughout the few past few years. I mean, how do they misdiagnose it from then? I guess it is kind of an overlooked injury. But, I mean, that's not something that... It, it's common in bat- baseball players, not so much basketball players, but then... Baseball players, I guess, like, you have to think about it. Throw, it's more in pitchers. Throwing a baseball at the speed pitchers do is yeah. clearly a more unnatural or, I guess, a more violent motion compared to shooting a basketball. So, to mm-hmm. say it might have altered his mechanics, like, how it has, uh, who knows? I think it all be, could be a smokescreen. But we so, were... so, Sorry
0: to cut you off, but what exactly causes this kind of injury? Is it, like, genetic or was it from maybe a fall that – Like, I just don't know about myself. Like, help, I've fallen and I can't (laughs) get up.
2: So, no, yeah, it is more common in uh, people who have dealt with trauma Mm -hmm. uh, throughout their life. So that definitely does bring it on. And basically, so the thoracic outlet is a gap between your collarbone and your first rib. So it being a neurogenic thoracic outlet syndrome, that means it's compressing the nerves from the collarbone to the first rib. So, yes, it could be affecting his mechanics, but like I said, it's not as big. of. Will he recover? Yes. I think the first treatment for that is going to be physical therapy, and then they'll see what he looks like six to eight weeks out from here. Um, And then we'll go from there. Surgery is not very common in it. If he does do surgery, he is a young player. I have high hopes for him. I really did think he was a talented player in college doesn't make sense what happened to him when he got to the NBA. So I do still think he has a future ahead of him, but we will see what this man does and if Philly is able to stick it out with them or if they're going to cut their ties.
0: Yeah, that, that's something that I just can't wrap my brain around because we saw him in college. He was an amazing player, um, great shooter, and then he was the number one overall pick. Um, it's a shame with how much Philly as a team, the Sixers, have progressed. And without that number one overall pick, uh, who else was picked that year? Wasn't that the same draft class, of, if I'm not mistaken, maybe like Kuzma and Jason Tatum? And- Tatum. Yeah, Jason yep. Tatum
1: was chosen number two overall. Cut. Yeah. yeah.
0: Right. Right. Imagine yeah. imagine the Sixers went another route instead of Fultz and they got like
1: someone like Tatum. They yeah. wouldn't they wouldn't have made the trade for Jimmy Butler and they would have just like tons of talent. They'd still have Robert Co- Covington and Dario Saric because they have their star wing. I mean – Obviously, I think Butler is probably the better player right now than Taysom, but I think Taysom shows more promise than a than a Jimmy Butler in the future. Obviously, you always err on the side of potential when it comes in, to NBA.
0: Yeah, yeah. But back to the injury, Max. What are some of the symptoms like involved with this injury? Like, are they like sharp pains or? What what is it? Because
2: So it's you... more of like a, it's so it's compressed nerves, like I was saying. So it's more of like it causes numbness or more of like muscle weakness in the hand. So mm. it definitely could be causing some some stuff with his mechanics on his shot. So it's not too far fetched. The only thing that I find fishy is how long he has spent with doctors and how maybe they focused on the initial diagnosis. But I don't see how this goes overlooked for as long as it has. Yeah,
0: I mean, it could just be, I guess, a misdiagnosis. Like, maybe they were thinking it was something else and they were treating it completely irrelevantly. Like, I I honestly can't see how these professional doctors that have made it to this stage in their career where they're working on the high-class
2: athletes that they are and miss something like this exactly yeah and and then earlier when I did do a little bit of googling I didn't click on any of the links but I did see something about them having some type of legal issue that could be popping up with with Fultz mm. and Billy about mm. how the doctors have misdiagnosed them or overlooked yeah. it or so I, I saw something about that
1: as well it was like Fultz has to turn to lawyers now to save his NBA career or something along the
2: lines like that. It was a Philly article.
1: Philly is a tough city. I I think he would do better for his mental health in a city where the media doesn't come at you as ferociously. (laughs) I mean, definitely, but if you're in the NBA at this point,
2: you're obviously... we we will see what Philly ends up doing with them. I mean, you know how patient they were with Embiid and Simmons, so maybe they fight it out and stick with them. But
0: yeah, they might that is die, true. So. That's weird. All of their top picks have like
2: not had taken, the
0: best run. Yeah, like they start had to take like a year off. Like all
1: you know, of them have. Yeah. Simmons has, Embiid has, and then Folts did last almost year as well. did. I mean, he took he, most he played a little bit, but he never played in the
0: playoffs. Exactly. I. That's absolutely insane how the team can what is wrong with their with their scouting? That's that's the question that arises to right. me. How do they miss all these injuries? Like do they not put them through a physical? They
2: know. have to. So I just yeah. I mean, I think they to.
0: they knew what they were getting themselves into with Fultz and I mean sorry, with uh, with Simmons and uh and Bede, I'm pretty sure. They knew that those injuries were were, were going on at the time, but damn. Like, Fultz, that's terrible. Like, they could be a totally different squad today if not for drafting yeah. Fultz. And who knows if we'll even see Fultz uh, up to his full potential. That could be going to, yeah. that could go down as one of the biggest busts in the NBA draft. 100%. Yeah. But- so,
1: um, moving on from Fultz, Max, you want to tell us a little bit about the injury to uh, Emmanuel Sanders?
2: Yeah, so I didn't know. I also didn't really get to look too much into this injury. Uh, I heard it was Achilles tear or maybe an Achilles rupture. Oof. So I mean, typically in athletes, they're most likely gonna if it's gonna be a like it it also it just really depends up on, on the rupture or the tear. Um, what I would have to guess is gonna happen is they're gonna throw on a graft jacket just for a primary repair, which that's just gonna strengthen it. Um, then throw in some sutures. But if the rupture's at insertion, then they're going to end up having to throw anchors, and his recovery time is going to be a little bit longer. And that, it's not, he definitely will come back from this injury. It's a similar, I don't really want to compare him to Shaq on saying coming back from an injury, but Shaq did the same thing. He ruptured his Achilles, they threw on a graft jacket, and he's a mobile guy. He didn't start playing again, but he's still mobile for how big that motherfucker is, so.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Now Max, I
2: see him take down uh, Chuck
1: on the set all the time. <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly>. well, <laughs> they they well, fucking wrestle and shit.
0: Well, if, if you ask Shaq, that's that's not too hard. <laughs> uh, yeah, he, he doesn't give Chuck much credit, but um, but uh, Max, you specialize in in the foot, don't you? Isn't that like your
2: area of expertise? Yeah, so I'm lower extremities, correct? So, so does that include the Achilles, or is that? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'd say, I'd say more about uh like shin down. Okay. So, mid-dim, so mid-dim.
0: from your experience uh, with these kind of patients, approximately what is that recovery time
2: for an Achilles rupture? It's it's really gonna it's it just really just just matters about the patient themselves whether they have an AP type body that fucking heals like not a human mm-hmm. or yeah. Um, so I really I don't really know on that. I'm not one to tell a doctor, "Hey, let this guy start walking within mm-hmm. a certain amount of time." I definitely let the post stop be all in their hands. But uh, got it,
0: got it. So, but like, so what are the chances that? So what are? The, sorry, what's the difference between a full like a rupture and a tear? Is is one worse than the other?
2: Oh yeah. So I mean, a tear is going to be like where the Achilles is still attached. Down to your calc. Uh rupture is where it completely pulls it off, and that's where they're gonna need some sutures or anchors where they're anchoring it back down in the calcaneus. So Jeez. one is definitely worse than the other.
0: True. So for a player like Emmanuel Sanders, who's known for his his uh speed, speed and his yeah. agility, his shiftiness, route running, how could this impact his career going forward?
2: Going forward, I mean, honestly, I think he's gonna be good to go in about he's out for the season, obviously. Mm-hmm. But I think by next season he's he's gonna be okay. At his age he might wanna start thinking a little more into the future. hmm But it's definitely definitely uh it's a common injury. So it's yeah. not something that's gonna kill him, but
1: hmm I mean Richard Sherman just recovered from a I was gonna Achilles. Say. He looks better this year than he did last year in Seattle, so
0: well, he was playing with a bit of an attitude problem when he was in Seattle. So, uh I don't I don't doubt it, but uh Seattle did put up like what? 40 points, 52 points, whatever the heck it was last week against them. I ain't worried. I ain't worried. But um wasn't there one last injury we wanted to talk about? Oh yeah, the uh the McCoy, Colt McCoy. McCoy, McCoy, another Redskins quarterback um, yeah. going
2: down. The Redskins, the Redskins just do not have the best luck, man. I mean, having Alex Smith go down with the tib-frib, tib-frib, tib-fib <laughs> fracture. Holy cow, I feel like dinger right now. And then two weeks later, we have McCool, uh, him going down, dude. And his is only a fib fracture. So, I mean, I'm not saying it's nothing to be, like, concerned about. But he'll be back next season. We're looking, We're looking at, like, six weeks before he can even full weight bear on that. True. Um, <laughs> little, I, about, I, I really wasn't able to find too much on what the exact break was, but I know it's definitely his, uh, they said, fib fracture. So, I mean, uh-huh. they'll throw a plate on there, screws to lock it in, get the compression over the fracture site, and he'll be good to go ne- by next season. Wow. Yeah,
0: what impressed me about that injury was Colt McCoy was able to finish the drive on that <laughs> fractured fib. <laughs> so, yeah, he...
2: <laughs> He played what five more downs after that? Yeah,
0: he's, yeah. He's a gamer. He's a gamer. Yeah, but
2: that's intense. What? And, um... and honestly, hold on. Sorry to interrupt. If you oh, watch shit. that video, that is just like really depressing to watch, because he went down and he really should not have broke his leg on that. That was the most unlucky thing ever. Like it just folded over the defensive back's oh, yeah. other leg. That, that yeah. was yeah. just hard to watch. It wasn't It's he, because he slipped on the turf-type deal, too. Mm-hmm. Right, and he just went yeah. right over and just had a full transverse
1: they, fracture right d- there. That, that field is is apparently not, like, a good field for a lot of players with knee injuries and stuff. Robert Griffin tore his ACL or hurt his knee twice on there. Adrian Peterson, that's where he tore his ACL. Um, I don't really think Alex Smith's injury had much to do with that, but him and Joe Theismann, both on that field, that field, it's known for the grass not being the greatest for, <laughs> for a lot of different players.
0: Some bad wow. juju
2: on that field. Be- yeah, definitely. And ju- bad juju, yeah. Definitely. Well,
0: about this injury and this
2: quarterback situation,
0: what uh, surprises me the most, guys, um, is who they chose to replace these guys with. Mark <laughs> Sanchez? <laughs> Where did the,
2: he come from?
0: The butt-fumbled, dirty Sanchez himself. What? That man looks bad as ever. It makes it brings up the question, Dinger. I'll let you answer this one. Yeah, why not Colin Kaepernick? Maybe. So,
1: so originally when they signed Sanchez, I think one Sanchez has been in the league more recently, and um, he's always been known sort of as a cerebral type player. So he could pick him on a playbook a lot quicker than I think uh, other backup quarterbacks could. And I think the main reason was is. He was a backup quarterback for Dallas last year, and when they signed him, they were going in to play Dallas on Thanksgiving, and I think maybe they wanted to get some tips, or maybe be like hear about some reads and some of the calls and stuff like that, and maybe get a little inside info on the Dallas offense because he he was in there what a year ago, mm-hmm. so I think that probably had more to do with the signing. Um, Obviously, Colin Kaepernick is a name that gets brought up, especially. Because they signed Foster in the whole, oh, you're going to sign a guy who beats a woman, and, but you won't sign somebody who kneels for the anthem. First of all, Foster is not playing for them. And they, they basically signed him to, with the clause of, we're going to wait to hear how your trial goes. Because he was once accused of domestic violence before with the same woman. And she basically fessed to making it all up before she had another ex-boyfriend previous to where she did the exact same thing with him and well. So this girl's obviously suspect, but I don't blame the Niners. The Niners said, this is a final straw. And if you couldn't dump a woman or get rid of a woman who just accused you of a crime you didn't commit, if that's exactly what happened, or he paid her to be quiet or whatever, um, then I don't know. You just need to stay out of trouble. And he, he deserved to leave. And that situation is a completely different situation. But, yeah, Kaepernick, I, I think he has a talent to be – I mean, he's obviously – I think he's a lot better than Sanchez. He's been out of the year for a while. But do you really want your backup quarterback garnering so much attention where after a game, he even if he's not playing, it'll be, oh, why aren't you playing Kaepernick? why is it called Kaepernick playing? Even if he had just been signed for two days, like obviously he doesn't know the fucking playbook yet. He just signed here two days ago. We don't want to throw him into the fire right now, but it's just a lot of intention garner to your backup quarterback. And maybe Kaepernick's asking for 10 million a year to come and back up. Like, I don't really think that's an economical use of your money for a backup quarterback. So I mean, a lot of factors go into it. Is he capable of playing in the NFL? Yes. Is it, Probably collusion that he's not signed to the NFL. Yeah, I would say so. But at the same time, do you really want that much attention, that much scrutiny, that much buzz around your backup quarterback? I'm sure there's fans that would be like, we don't want Kaepernick on our team. And then other people that are like, yeah, we stand with Cap. So it's it's a sticky situation either way you go around it. And I think the Redskins are – we're just trying the best they could to just avoid that situation.
0: Yeah. Uh, it just seems like the Redskins really can't do anything right from fucking signing Foster, not signing Kaepernick and getting Mark Sanchez over him, all the way down to their damn team name. They really just can't get out of their own way. People <laughs> yeah. just like to hate on them. There's always some kind of issue, but I wouldn't be surprised if someone in their front office gets fired. The Washington
1: fired. Redskins are racist.
0: I <laughs> wouldn't be surprised if someone in their front office gets fired for some Stupid shit, but uh, speaking of uh firing these guys, let's talk about some of the coaches that are leaving their positions <laughs> after this week. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. Dinger,
0: I know your feelings about the Packers. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's, yep. talk,
2: let's, uh,
0: <laughs> let's talk about Mike McCarthy again.
1: <laughs> all, all right, right. <laughs> all right, sorry, I'm just giddy with joy. So um, did McCarthy deserve to get fired? Yeah. The Packers, anytime you have one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL on your team and you had expectations to win your division, win the Super Bowl, I mean, you deserve to get fired. Um, but this, I believe this is all Aaron Rodgers' fault. So I've been, hearing, I've been hearing whispers. I mean, so I just want to touch on this too. McCarthy, when Aaron Rodgers was hurt, or he didn't have Brett Favre. He, he never did anything. So maybe he's a product of the player rather than his system. So I did want to put that out there. He, he won a championship, but at the same time, eh, I, I'm not so sure on him. But this is all Aaron Rodgers' fault. On his 35th birthday, he was showing the worst body language. He just looked like he didn't want to be there. He looked like he didn't want to throw a pass. He looked like he intentionally lost that game so that he would get his coach fired. And Aaron Rodgers, as you know, is not a – I am not a fan of Aaron Rodgers. I think he is a total and absolute sweet (laughs) comeback. But, yeah, he – I've been hearing stuff about how Aaron Rodgers and McCarthy have been feuding over the play calling. So McCarthy will call play. They've been switching off on plays is is what I've been hearing. It's half Aaron Rodgers, half McCarthy. And on – McCarthy play Aaron Rodgers pretends like there's nothing there, runs away and just throws the ball out of bounds. And Aaron Rodgers is leading the league times two in throwaways. So he has more than double the next person in throwaways this so far this year, I believe he had 59 leading up to this week and Tom Brady was next with 21. So, I mean, that's a lot of throwaways, especially compared to the other quarterbacks in the league and this was just a fractured relationship from the start of the year. We just knew they weren't getting along. I, it was probably bound to happen at the beginning end of the year. I, you heard Tony Tony Dungy talking about the disrespect they're doing to a, court, a t- coordinator that lost the Super Bowl. But at the same time, why not get a head start on your new coaching job? I mean, the Browns already did that. They're at a head start of all the other teams and looking for their coaches and putting out inquiries. So. I actually applaud the Packers for this move, which is something I almost never do because the Packers <laughs> are fucking trash. But, yeah. And then, and then also, to shit on Aaron Rodgers, oh, no, somebody in the staff decides to say Aaron Rodgers isn't the greatest of all time. Aaron Rodgers isn't Jesus Christ and our Lord and Savior. It puts out one measly tiny tweet. Boom, fired. Oh, you said Aaron Rodgers? doesn't like it when the ball boy ties his shoes the wrong way or oh you don't like it that Aaron Rodgers just spits on everybody as he walks around in the hallway and just calls everybody <laughs> racist and obscene remarks oh you don't like it that Aaron Rodgers hates his fucking family and thinks they're all scumbags and trash because they don't fucking kiss his goddamn feet no 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 you either suck Aaron Rodgers' dick the second you get into the fucking locker room or you're done you're fired
0: <laughs> Dinger, I'm gonna <laughs> let me uh Devonte Adams.
1: Devonte Adams came <laughs> oh, to the NFL geez. a tight end, and after he got with Aaron Rodgers, he became a wide receiver.
0: I know, Dinger. I know how how much this gets to you, but let me just get this one thing in here, just so the listeners know exactly what you're referring to. So after the McCarthy firing, a <laughs> assistant coach on this on his staff named Winston Moss put out a tweet saying, "Ponder this: What championships teams have." Our great leadership, period. It's not the offensive guru trend. It's not the safe trend. Find somebody that is going to hold number 12 and everybody else in this building to the Lombardi standard, period. Hashtag losing sucks. He put out that tweet. Holy shit. After 13 years of working for the Packers as an assistant coach underneath McCarthy, he gets the boot after this tweet, just saying that you need to hold everyone to that Lombardi championship standard. That is just insane.
1: That's – if I ever become a coach, that's the type of guy I want to have in my yeah. back pocket.
0: hmm I have no doubt that this, Winston Moss will find a, a job somewhere else in the league. He definitely deserves it. He sounds like a football guy. Heck, the picture of him on his uh, profile for the uh, the Bleacher Report um, article, it just looks like he's someone that just won't take any shit. Uh, this, I really feel bad for that guy. Fuck McCarthy. He really hasn't done much. Um, but I definitely think that it's a fucked up thing to do to, to to fire that guy over that tweet. That's some bullshit.
1: And well, I mean, I guess enough of the Packers. My heart's starting to slow down a little bit, I'm starting <laughs> to calm down a little bit. So it's time to get into uh, Urban wait, Meyer. Wait, wait what?
0: yeah, I was gonna say. I, yeah. I didn't know if you were gonna say yeah. Urban Meyer. Urban, or not, man.
1: Urban Meyer stepping down as head coach.
0: That's actually huge, huge in the college football world. He claims he's not going to come back to coach No, no,
1: no, 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 When they what? asked him, is this done? Is, are you done with football forever? He avoided the question completely saying, eh, I don't know, Jack. <laughs> but um,
0: <laughs> I mean, Max, did you see the did you see the quote that came out for me? He said, I don't think I'll quote I'll, t- I'll coach again. Did you <laughs> see that or, or am I dreaming? Nope, I did not see it. All right, well, I guess maybe I'm just making shit up in my head. Yeah, But uh, I, I we're going to have heard, to look
1: into that. I, had I don't think he's going back. Yeah, I had heard something from maybe John Middlecoff along the lines of he didn't completely leave it off the table of a return <laughs> to football. I'm sure if somebody pays enough money, maybe he'll become an athletic director or work in football somehow. He's clearly a great coach. Maybe not the highest of moral standing. <laughs> And it's not what he does that's bad. It's just what he tolerates in the name of winning, which I don't know if I agree completely with that, but at the same time, winning does matter. Winning does keep you your job. So if you think that maybe letting Aaron Hernandez kill a few people is probably good for your season, I mean... (laughs)
0: Jesus. (laughs) I I, I see where you're going with this. He definitely is a winner. Uh, His record at um, Ohio State is absolutely insane I can't recall off the top of my head Please forgive me But his record against the University of Michigan Is almost more important than his record as a whole And all the championships that he's brought there uh, He's, what was it, 14-0 and Against the University of Michigan as In his years as the coach of Ohio State That is absolutely insane And I'm pretty sure that students of Ohio State Are going to miss this guy a lot Just for that that sheer fact that they don't lose to Michigan under him. And who knows when uh, a new coach comes in there, that's that, that winning streak might go to shit. But um, it's, it's not, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly, if we see uh, Urban Meyer make his way over to the NFL with all the coaching vacancies that
2: are upcoming in this season. So um, I,
0: I I would not be so surprised. I
2: completely agree with that. I would not be surprised in the latest, least bit if that happens. Mm.
0: Yeah, imagine that he uh, paired up in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers.
2: We've no, seen
0: he, we've seen now with good quarterbacks.
2: No,
1: they a, their egos. No? their egos wouldn't clash. And, and in regard to the Rodgers thing, people are talking about. Oh, is Bruce Arians going to come in? I mean, if Bruce Arians can't like ha- get Aaron Rodgers to shut up, like he will not be like, oh, Aaron Rodgers, let me suck your dick. No. He, 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 Ruth Arians will come in with a bottle of scotch, drink it in front of him, smash it over his head, drink an entire gallon of paint, and be like, what's up? Like, like he does not fuck around. Oh, the paint thing, um, according to part of my take in an interview that he had with them, he basically talked about how he got hospitalized twel- twice because he, when he was younger because he's lactose intolerant and would always see his friends drinking milk and wanted to drink milk. And since paint sort of looked like milk, he would drink it instead. And it sort of brought him to the hospital twice to get his stomach pumped.
0: That's absolutely insane. It sounds like you guys would be. <laughs> sounds like you and Bruce Arians would be great friends. There. I would,
1: dude. Grace Bruce Arians is probably one of my favorite non-coaches now, but former head coaches, yeah. But yeah, to uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I just got overwhelmed in Aaron Rodgers bullshit. So
0: <laughs> that's all right. I'll forgive you, digger. I'll forgive you. Let's move on from these bolt these bum ass coaches that are getting fired and shipped off. Uh, let's talk a little bit on the, on the same note of college football about the college football playoff committee coming out with their final rankings and the bowl games being set. UCF not getting the love that they deserve, but we all saw that coming, of sending us out to Arizona to the Fiesta Bowl. What are
1: your guys' thoughts? I, I'm, Max, I'll let you go first and I'll go on a long tirade. I mean, yeah, <laughs> we're,
2: we're really not all surprised at all that we weren't part of that. And then it's just aggravating that they act that like the playoff system that's in place is the actual way to go. It, it really it's... isn't that ludicrous to say that they need to change it. I mean, people are captivated by a playoff system, so why the hell can't they make it happen? It's what makes sense. Yeah. For real.
0: It's ridiculous. Uh, I definitely agree with you there, Max. The pl- current playoff <laughs> system is whack. I mean, we all hated the BCS system uh, for different reasons. Some of us liked it for other reasons, but I don't think this was the solution to that. Uh, Dinger, what are your thoughts?
1: (sighs) Here it comes. All right. (laughs) This is total, absolute, complete, and utter bullshit. There is a way to make the playoffs. No, there's fucking not. And I called you out on our first time we had UCF topic on this shit. UCF was never going to be able to make it to the playoffs. even if we won by 69 each, giggity, every single fucking time. <laughs> this is total bullshit. All right. I knew as soon as the first rankings came out, I was like, all right, there's no way we're making the playoffs. And you know what? I sort of accepted that fact, and I was like, all right, cool. We're going to get a Peach Bowl against UF, the best team in Florida, a great opportunity for college football to make money. But No! No! <laughs> they decide to ship us out all the way to the fucking goddamn desert in Arizona and fucking play against LSU. LS fucking you. We have no history with LSU. I don't know anybody who goes to LSU. Can I shot shit talk to any LSU fans? No, I know none. How many people do I know to go to UF? A lot. You know how much I would love to talk shit and be like, we're clearly the best in Florida. Y'all shit on FSU. FSU lost to my aunt mammy, barely. But shit, goddamn, I just want to talk shit to other people in Florida, but I can't now because the fucking bold choosing committee decides to ship us out all the fucking way to nowhere. So I'm like, all right, like, let me just look at flights. Let me see how much fucking money this flight costs. $700, $700 to fly on fucking Spirit, Spirit fucking airlines. And you know what? They made in the, like, I was reading the fine details and they're like, an extra $100 will be charged. If you choose not to fly the plane, like what the fuck dude. Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) My brother.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It actually is pretty freaking ridiculous. Uh, I don't understand the whole, we don't want to bring UCF to back to back peach bowls. I don't understand how that would be bad for their business. Why on earth they're bringing fucking Florida against Michigan for like the third time in five years. What the hell?
2: Yeah. Like,
1: I don't understand it at all. And, I, I, I don't. And I remember one of the bars that I went to, I was looking up their Instagram page. Somebody had shared it. They had wrote a long lengthy post saying something like, before, at, before they started this game, we were hoping we'd become the official bar of Auburn fans. And it ended up not working out. We ended up holding UCF fans. And they said, basically, they said the UCF fans were greater than any other fan base that we've ever had here. They were pleasant. They knew how to party. They were great for business. And they basically said that they loved having UCF there, and they would kindly welcome them again. Well, you know what? You know what? Fucking college playoff football committee, bowl selection committee, you could have done it again. You could have helped the economy. You could have helped Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. Dude, Chick-fil-A is for Jesus. You could have fucking helped Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, if you put UCF (laughs) in the goddamn Peace Bowl. (laughs) I'm still salty about this because I probably will not be making it out to that game. Unfortunately, I have other, I have other things I need to attend to. And um, yeah, uh, it's, yeah,
0: it's very disappointing that you won't be out there. And um, I mean, I'm definitely gonna fucking make my way out there. I don't care what my boss says if he doesn't want to give me the time off. Deuces. Um, that it's just pretty shitty that they're shipping us all the way out there. Max, you don't get much time off with of your job, do you?
2: No. So I mean, that's also another thing that I was gonna say. I mean, them fucking putting us in the Fiesta to where we play on the first, rather, rather than if we were in the Peach and we'd be playing on the twenty ninth. I could have easily winged that, and now they want to fuck up my life and put it on the first. And I have yep. prior obligations now because it's yeah. a fucking and yeah, line it's of fucking business. silly. I don't. I don't understand. I mean, UCF.
0: Like we we travel well. I mean, it was reported that the uh, the the Peach Bowl was sixty percent UCF, forty percent Auburn. Uh, but all the way out to Phoenix, I don't know how how well we'll travel.
1: Uh, wasn't the Fiesta Bowl that we that we won in twenty thirteen? We did. Even, we didn't even sound like I'm. I'm gonna throw out a dinger fact number, but I don't it was, like. We didn't even sell, like, 30% of our allotted tickets. 2014. I, believe, I mean, last year for the I, – I don't know if our allotted tickets are sold out this year, but last year our allotted tickets sold out in under 24 hours. the fastest in Peach Bowl history last year. Obviously, Atlanta, the close proximity to UCF, it was great. It was great. I had a great time. But it. The this is just – Total bullshit. Like, I I would have been completely fine not making the playoff, you know, like just just to go to the Peach Bowl or, like, I'd be like, hey, like, I had a lit, dumb lit time last time, but no. No. God damn it, no. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
0: you know, Dinger. I guess you could say that that really grinds my gears,
1: wouldn't you? It grinds my fucking gears. You could tell. Yeah,
0: yeah. So uh, we're going to bring back that segment tonight. We're going to talk about what really grinds our gears. Uh, aside from the, the the drama in the sports world this year, I just couldn't – I mean, I'm sorry, this week. I couldn't avoid it in my own personal life even. Uh, I got summoned to jury duty, and this was a couple months ago. Uh, I've never been to jury duty Always, uh, figure that it was something that you can just get out of. Uh, but apparently, it's not that damn easy to get out of jury duty, as easy as some of these people make it sound. It's absolutely ridiculous. I don't know if I'm just that much of an upstanding citizen where I just am the perfect candidate to be a juror. But of fucking course, my name's got freaking called. Uh, I'm sitting there in the waiting room, and I'm thinking to myself, "All right, I really hope they don't call my number. I hope they don't call my number." But I have to pay attention to make sure that they actually don't call my number. So I'm listening. They're like, all right, we're going to call up the numbers. Juror number 894. I'm like, God damn it, that's me. Fuck. <laughs> like first name, first juror called on the first goddamn case. So I'm like, this is absolutely ridiculous. I go into the freaking courtroom and thank the Lord. It was a sil- uh, It was a civil case that. Didn't require much deliberation or anything. It was just a one-day thing, and I was able to finish it. But instead of me getting out of it and leaving, I had to stay there all day long. Missed a full day of work. That shit was so damn frustrating, man. You have no idea. I tried everything to get out of it. I tried everything to get out of it. Really? Man. Yeah. I literally told them – it, it was a case about a gym. I was like, "Oh, what's the name of the gym?" They tell me, I'm like, "Oh yeah, I work out there." Uh, I can't. I can't, you know, that's a little biased. They're like, "Oh, well, um, that's not really the name of the gym. That's like the parent company." I was like, "Oh." "Oh, yeah, I must have heard you wrong. Sorry. Um, I work I out really at didn't... that one." <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: I was like, I really don't couldn't think of anything else like
0: Dinger. Like, w- you said it was easy to get out of jury yeah. duty. What the hell so, did you do?
1: So, I never actually had jury duty. My brother had jury duty, and my my brother basically told them he had ADHD and was just like fidgeting, twirling his hair, doing just like normal dinger things, you know, um, and uh, basically told them like, like, yeah, I can't really sit in anybody wear for a long time. I, I just usually just freak out. And they ended up like doing it. But I want to pose this question to you. Is it acceptable to be semi racist to get out of jury duty? So they ask you a question. You'd be like, eh, well, I don't know how I feel about Asians. You know, (laughs) Uh, well,
0: (laughs) (laughs) well, you know, for if it was the case that I was doing, I wouldn't have gone that far because it wasn't that bad. But the judge told us there was a case down the hall that was called for that same day that I was there. uh, That was a three week case. Some of them are up to six weeks. Some of them are even a year long. Like, I, I don't know what I would do if I was a freaking juror for any more than a day, any more than a few hours. Like I would honestly go as far and to say anything that I had to freaking say to get out of it, uh, but the thing is, you're under oath, and like whatever you say, I mean, like I don't know if it gets like recorded or written down. I mean, there is there is a a, a judge clerk that types up all the minutes of the of the court. I would not want my name attached to the to that. So, In writing, like that—that's just ridiculous.
2: Yeah, so that was going to be one of my questions, but then I also had a question: Was there? There has to be some type of like questionnaire that you take before you start. I'm glad you asked that, Max.
0: I'm glad you asked because there was, and I was, and there was a question on it saying like, "Is there anything that would uh, make you not fit to be a juror?" And like, I was like, "What? What can I say here that ADHD? Makes me s- I should have freaking said ADHD. Uh, you, I'm but- Jay. I do Maybe I could have, but there was another juror in there that was gay. So I don't know. Like they read them out loud. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want, Hey, is there no reason why you can't be a juror? <laughs> I'm, I'm gay. gay.
1: <laughs> and then the
0: gay <laughs> guy <laughs> just say, gay, gay. like, oh, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So I, on the questionnaire, there was things like, oh, what kind of hobbies do you have? Um, anything on here that would make you unfit to be a juror for the hobbies? I wrote, I like golf. Fucking judge looks at me and he goes, uh, now, sir, you understand that you're under oath and everything you say could be used against you in the court of law? I'm like, yeah. But how like, can so it be used lied. against you? You're not in. I don't. Well, he, he just looked very serious and it really got me in the moment, which he, what you say now is true. But, I, whoa, whoa. Like, what are you talking about? He's like, you know, if you lie, like it's against the law. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, says you like golf what's your handicap? And I'm like, holy <laughs> shit. I was like, uh, I plead the fifth on that one. Sorry, <laughs> sir. The <laughs> yeah, but, uh jury right fucking sucks. And if I ever get called for it again, I might have to plead the guy. Yeah. Uh, what if you got called
1: into the El Chapo case? So El Chapo said he wouldn't kill any of the jurors, but you bet your ass. if They're getting me in to El Chapo and they're like, oh, well, El Chapo is the, the defendant. I'd be like, Oh man, I love his fucking cocaine, man. He's innocent. <laughs> he's innocent. Like I would, I would be one of the firm guys on El Chapo is innocent to the day he dies. I'll be like, man, I think he's innocent. I don't think he could harm a fly. I will be up he in, El in El Chapo. And El Chapo did great charity work. In, yeah, and El Chapo, if you're listening to this right now, I think you're the fucking man. I don't think. I think you're completely innocent, and every crime they said against you is complete and total and utter bullshit, and you should be exonerated of all your crimes.
0: Wow. You know what, Dinger?
1: That might be where we
0: end off tonight. I know you have some final thoughts, though, before we finish up. What do you have for us, Dinger?
1: All right. So I was just scrolling down my Instagram site, Facebook feed, hitting the jewel on my lunch break, and I come upon a golden nugget of a story. Flight from Dubai to Netherlands, grounded halfway through flight because of because of uh, customers farting.
2: And I was like,
1: holy shit, like, either this dude is like, like props to this guy. He is like the best farter of all time. If he was able to ground a plane with literally his (laughs) asshole. (laughs) I was like, dude, respect. Like, I mean, I claim my farts. So basically the story goes is there was like three men sitting and there was a guy farting and somebody's like, yo, you, can you please quit farting? The dude's like, I can't help it. Like it just keeps (laughs) coming out and it proceeded to come out and it started a fucking plane wide brawl where like the (laughs) entire entire plane started fighting each other. And the pilot was just like, I I can't deal with this. And they had to ground the plane. So this dude literally grounded a plane because he was farting and that is how we are going to end the show today, ladies and gentlemen, with a man who grounded a plane (laughs) because of his farting. I wish to meet this man. I wish to save this man's hand. Do I want to be in a room while he farts? No, and I am a very tolerant person of other people's farts.
0: (laughs) Definitely, Dinger, definitely. But that was definitely a great
1: story to wrap it up on tonight. Max, thank
0: you so much for uh, creating some time for us and coming on tonight. It was a pleasure having you. Yes. Uh, this was totally uncalled for. I'm your boy Jack. We had our co host Dinger mm-hmm. and, of course, our special guest Max. Good night. Mm hmm. <laughs>